Hello and welcome back to the Who's He TV and this time is episode 11 of season 2 of The Bad Batch, Metamorphosis. So another episode of The Bad Batch dropped on Disney Plus and it directly picks up from last week's disappointing episode with the crew back on the Marauder and now in conversation with Sid. Now, if you remember, Sid was supposed to send the ship to rescue them last week, and lo and behold, she didn't. So this conversation sees the Bad Batch, and particularly Omega, calling her out on her lack of concern and inaction. Not sure what's got you all twisted up in knots. We were stranded on that planet, Sid. We needed you, and you left us. You're fine now, aren't you? And you got your ship back. And with no help from you... And at this point, I generally did think that they would tell her to get lost. But no, she tempts them back in with another mission of the week and 50% cut of the profits. Do you want to mope or make money? Because I got a tip on a downed ship, which means cargo ripe for the taking. I'll even give you 30% of the cut. That is our standard percentage. All right. This one time, let's say 35%. Okay, 40. Fine, 50% as a token of my goodwill that you seem to have forgotten. I'm sending you the intel now. Don't come back unless you scavenge something valuable. What makes you think we'd come back at all? At this point, my heart sank, as this character has done nothing to further the overall story arc and was hoping this would be the end of the road for her. But as Tech points out, she knows too much about them for the Bad Patch to split from her. So Sid continues to hang around this season like a day-old turd in a toilet bowl. But this mission took me by surprise and took the show into another direction. The mission is to salvage a crashed ship, but unbeknown to them, this is an Imperial vessel hiding in a dark secret. Yes, this episode goes for space horror, with what I can only describe as a homage to Alien, with an eyeless toothy beastie prowling about the ship. When they get to the crash site, all the crew are missing, and all they find is claw marks on the walls. They also discover cloning equipment on board, which Omega quickly knows to be of Kaminoan origin. This data is highly encrypted, even within the ship's own system. Start here. This is used to extract and manipulate a host's genetic material. You are familiar with this type of cloning? Not exactly. I heard rumours of other Kaminoan experiments, but Nala Say kept that data away from me. I think whatever they were doing was happening off-world. And this is what, what I mean by this episode taking the show into another direction. This episode shows that the Emperor gave the orders for cloning experiments before he became Emperor and was just plain old Chancellor Palpatine. And I like this. It's an example of Palpatine playing the long game, plotting his rise to power well in advance. But this creature prowling the ship is a Zillow beast, which we last saw in Season 2 of The Clone Wars. This thing feeds off power, and when it does, it grows to Godzilla-like proportions and is impervious to blaster fire. It appears that Palpatine ordered the experiments to investigate his armor-like properties. And is this heading towards Palpatine cloning himself, as we saw in The Rise of Skywalker? Well, we shall see. But what of the Empire this week? Well, they make a return and introduce a new character, Dr. Hemlock, who is in charge of this cloning project. 
Also in tow is a familiar face, Nala Say, the Kaminoid scientist who ran the original cloning project. And she's not in any mood to help the Empire, but Hemlock has an ace up his sleeve. He has the ex-Prime Minister of Kamino, Lama Su, brought in to convince the Kaminoid scientist to help. In exchange for his freedom, Lama Su tells Hemlock that the key to getting Nala Say to cooperate is to find a young clone female, namely Omega. It must be frustrating to have your resources but lack the expertise to achieve your goals. And if you fail to convince her, it won't be long before you are in a cell like me. Hmm. I fear you misunderstand your situation here. If you know of a way to persuade the scientist, now would be the time to mention it. Indeed. In exchange for my freedom. I'm listening. There is a particular clone you must locate. A young girl. She is the key to controlling Nalase. How very interesting. It seems we have much to discuss. Also, whilst the Bad Batch were trying to take down the Zillow Beast, which has now reached the local town, the Empire arrived to capture the creature and also enter a firefight with Clone Force 99. This is quite an exciting scene and basically puts the Bad Batch on the run again. As we know, after the events on Kamino last season, the Empire considered the Bad Batch to be dead. But now they've engaged the Empire directly, Clone Force 99 are now back in their sights and of course, they have the one thing that Hemlock wants, Omega. And lastly, another interesting detail was that the destruction of Kamino wasn't really just to eliminate evidence of the cloning project. It was to ensure that the Empire were the only ones to have the cloning technology. But as I say, this episode surprised me. The storytelling has been fairly linear this season with plot strands really overlapping and key characters being pushed to the side and having Avengers off screen before being plonked back into the story again. But this week we had two connected plot strands running concurrently through the episode, which was really refreshing. It also showed the Empire to be utterly ruthless again. The townsfolk are witnessing Zillow Beast and the Empire capturing it. They're all rounded up and taken off planet. It's amazing that it takes an animated Star Wars series to take the Empire seriously and show them to be efficient and callous rather than the Empire who can't shoot straight of the movies. But it also shows them in this light without showing any violence. The act of marching innocent people on board ship at gunpoint was enough. This episode also upped the ante with regard to the Bad Batch themselves. With the Empire now on their tail once more, will the trail lead to Sid first? And if so, will she give them up? Her character seems to suggest that she would, but as she is my least favourite character in this series, I'm hoping to see her come unstuck. I'm so sorry, Sid fans. So, with five more episodes to go, and with another plot strand introduced, let's see if the remainder of this series can pull all of this together and stick the landing. (laughs) 